0: The Pendant Shakespeare presents episode two of William Shakespeare's Double Falsehood.
1: Soft, soft, you neighbor, who comes here? Pray you slink aside.
2: It is Enrique. Ha! Is it come to this? Oh, the devil, the devil, the devil. <laughs> Lo, you now. For want of the discreet label of a cool understanding, will this fellow's brains boil over? <laughs> to have enjoyed her, I would have given what? All that presently I could boast my own and the reversion of the world to boot had the inheritance been mine. And now, just doom of guilty joys, I grieve as much that I have rifled the stores of beauty, those charms of innocence and artless love, as just before I was devoured with sorrow that she refused my vows and shut the door upon my ardent longings.
3: Love, love, downright love, I see by the foolishness of it.
2: Now then to recollection. Was not so a promise first of marriage? Not a promise only, for t'was bound with surety of a thousand oaths, and those not light ones neither. Yet I remember, too, those oaths could not prevail. The unpractised maid trembled to meet my love. By force alone, I snatched the imperfect joy which now torments my memory. Not love, but brutal violence prevailed, to which the time and place and opportunity were accessories most dishonorable. Shame. Shame upon it. What a heap of stuff's this? A fancy. This fellow's head would make a good bedler's pack, neighbor. Hold. Let me be severe to myself, but not unjust. Was it a rape then? No. Her shrieks, her exclamations, then had drove me from her. True, she did not consent. As true, she did not resist, but still in silence all. Twas but the coyness of a modest bride, not the resentment of a ravished maid. And is the man yet born who would not risk the guilt to meet the joy? The guilt... That's true. But then the danger, the tears, the clamors of the ruined maid pursuing me to court. That, that I fear will, as it already does my conscience something, shatter my honor. What's to be done? But now I have no choice. Fair Leonora reigns confess the tyrant queen of my revolted heart. Violante seems a short usurper there. Julio is already by my arts removed. Oh, friendship. How wilt thou answer that? Oh, that a man could reason down the fever of the blood or soothe with words the tumult of his heart. Then, Julio, I might be indeed thy friend. They, they only should condemn me who, born devoid of passion, ne'er have proved the fierce disputes twixt virtue and desire. While they who have, like me, the loose escapes of youthful nature known must wink at mine, indulgent of their own.
1: This man is certainly mad and may be mischievous. Aye. Prithee, neighbor, let's follow him, but at some distance, for fear of the worst.
3: I look upon without a blush there's not a maid whose eye with a virgin grace, pierces not to my guilt What will avail me to say I was not willing nothing but to that I publish my dishonour and wound my fame anew oh, misery to seem to all the one's neighbours rich yet know one's self necessitous and wretched
1: Lady Vivante, ma'am Here's Gerald, Lord Enrique's servant. He brings a letter to you.
3: Uh, A letter to me? How I tremble now. Your lord's for court. Good Gerald, is he not?
4: Not so, lady.
3: Oh, my presaging heart, where goes he then?
2: He's business now steers him some other course.
3: Whither, I pray you. Oh, how my fears torment me.
2: Some two months
4: progress.
3: Whither, whither, sir, I do beseech you. Good heavens, I lose all patience. Did he deliberate this? Or was the business but then conceived? When was it born?
2: Lady, I know not that. Nor is it in the command I have to wait your answer. For the perusing the letter, I commend you to your leisure.
3: To hearts like mine suspense is misery. Wax, render up thy trust. Be the contents prosperous or fatal. They are all mine too. Our prudence should now teach us to forget
2: what our indiscretion has committed. I've already made one step toward this wisdom by prevailing on myself to, to be you farewell.
3: farewell. Wretched and betrayed. Fiolante. Heart wounded with a thousand perjured vows. Poisoned with studied language and bequeathed to desperation, I am now become the tomb of my own honor, a dark mansion for death alone to dwell in. I invite thee, in consuming desolation, to this temple. Now fit to be thy spoil the ruined fabric which cannot be repaired at once overthrown what must i do but that's not worth my thought i will commend to hazard all the time that i shall spend hereafter farewell my father who will no more offend and men adieu whom i'll no more believe in hates hey, adieu though i'll no longer shame the way i go as yet i know not sorrow be my guide
2: Where were the eyes, the voice, the various charms, each beauteous particle, each nameless grace, parents of glowing love? All these in her, it seems, were naught but a disease in me that fancied graces in her. Who ne'er beheld more than a hawthorn shall have cause to say the cedar's a tall tree, and scorn the shade the loved bush once had given him? Soft. Mine honor begins to sicken in this black reflection. How can it be that with my honor safe, I should pursue Leonora for my wife? That were accumulating injuries. To Violante first, and now to Julio. To her, a perjured wretch. To him, perfidious. And to myself in strongest terms, accused of murdering honor willfully. Without which, my dog's the creature of the nobler kind. But pleasure is too strong for reasons curb, And conscience sinks, or powered with beauty's sweets. Come, Leonora, authress of my crime, appear and vindicate thy empire here. Aid me to drive this lingering honor hence, and I am wholly thine.
4: My, my good lord, why would you wait without? If you suspect your welcome, I have brought my Leonora to assure you of it.
2: O oh, kiss,
4: sweet as the odors of
2: spring, but cold as dew that dwells on morning flowers. Say, Leonora, has your father conquered? Shall duty then at last obtain the prize which you refuse to love? and shall Enrique owe all his happiness to good Bernardo. Ah, no, I read my ruin in your eyes. That sorrow louder than a thousand tongues pronounces my despair.
4: Come, Leonora, you are not now to learn. This noble lord, whom but to name restores my failing age, has with a lover's eye beheld your beauty through which his heart speaks more than language can. It offers joy and happiness to you, and honor to our house. Imagine then the birth and qualities of him that loves you, which, when you know, you cannot rate too dear. My father, on my knees I do beseech you to pause one moment
5: on your daughter's ruin. I vow, my heart even bleeds, that I must thank you for your past tenderness, and yet distrust that which is yet behind. Consider, sir, who heirs the occasion of another's fault cannot himself be innocent. O give not the censuring world occasion to reproach your harsh commands, or to my charge lay that which most I fear, the fault of disobedience.
4: Prithee, fear neither the one nor the other. I tell thee, girl, there's more fear than danger. For my own part, as soon as thou art married to this noble lord, My fears will be over.
5: Sir, I should be the vainest of my sex, not to esteem myself unworthy far of this high honor. Once there was a time when to have heard my lord Enrique's vows would have subdued my unexperienced heart and made me wholly his. But that's now past, and my firm-plated faith by your consent was long since given the injured Julio.
4: Why then, by my consent, in take it back again. Thou, like a simple wench, hast given thy affections to a fellow that does not care a farthing for them, one that has left thee for a jaunt to court, as who should say, I'll get a place now. 'Tis time enough to marry when I'm turned out of it. So surely it should seem, most lovely maid. Julio,
2: alas, feels nothing of my passion. His love is but the amusement of an hour, a short relief from business or ambition, the sport of youth and fashion of the age. Oh, had he known the hopes, the doubts, the ardors, or half the fond varieties of passion that play the tyrant with my tortured soul, he had not left thee to pursue his fortune, to practice cringes in a slavish circle and barter real bliss for unsure honor.
5: Oh, the opposing wind shouldering the tide makes here a fearful billow. I needs must perish in it. <laughs> oh, my lord, is it then possible you can forget what's due to your great name and princely birth, to friendship's holy law, the faith reposed, to truth, to honor, to poor injured Julio? Think, my lord, how much this Julio loves you. Recall his services, his well-tried faith, Think, too, this very hour, where'er he be. Your favor is the envy of the court and secret triumph of his grateful heart. Julio, securely thou dependest upon the faith and honor of thy master, taken youth. This very hour he robs thee of all thy heart holds dear. Tis so Enrique repays the merits of unhappy (laughs) Julio.
2: My slumbering honor catches the alarm. (laughs) I was to blame to parley with her thus. She's shown me to myself. It troubles me.
4: Mad, mad, stark mad by this light. I but begin to be so.
5: I conjure you, by all the tender interests of nature, by the chaste love twixt you and my dear mother. Holy heaven that she were living now. Forgive and pity me. Sir, so remember, I've heard my mother say a thousand times her father would have forced her virgin choice. But when the conflict was twixt love and duty, which should be first obeyed, my mother quickly paid up her vows to love and married you. You thought this well. She was praised for this, for this her name was honored. Disobedience was ne'er imputed to her. Her firm love conquered what Era opposed it, and she prospered long time, her wife. My case is now the same. You are the father. you then condemned. I what my mother was. But not so happy.
4: Go to, you're a fool. No doubt you have old stories enough to undo you. What? You can't throw yourself away but by precedent, huh? You will need to be married to one that will none of you. You will be happy nobody's way but your own, forsooth. But you mock me. Spare your tongue for the future. And that's using you hardly, too, to bid you spare what you have a great deal too much of. Go. Go your ways. And you hear, get ready within these two days to be married to a husband you don't deserve. Do it, or by my dead father's soul, you are no (laughs) acquaintance of mine. She weeps. Be gentler to her good Bernardo.
5: Then woe the day! I'm circled round with fire, No way for my escape, but through the flames. Can I ever resolve to live without a father's blessing, Or abandon Julio? With other maids the choice were not so hard. Interest that rules the world Has made at last the merchandise arts, And virgins now choose as their bid, And wed without esteem. By no poor spring shall my affections move, Nor own a master, but the man I love.
4: Go thy ways, contradiction. Follow her, my lord. Follow her in the very heat. This obstinacy must be combated by importunity as obstinate. Leonora! The girl says right. Her mother was just such another. (laughs) Two of us courted her at the same time. She loved neither of us. But she chose me purely to spite the surly old blockhead my father-in-law who comes here camilla now the refusing part will lie on my side
1: my worthy neighbor i am much in fortune's favor to find you thus alone i have a suit to you please to name it ma'am sir i have long held you in singular esteem And what I shall now say will be a proof of it. You know, sir, I have but one son. Aye, ma'am. And the fortune I am blessed withal, you pretty well know what it is. Tis a fair one, ma'am. Such as it is, the whole reversion is my son's. He is now engaged in his attendance on our master, the duke. But ere he went... He left me with the secret of his heart, his love for your fair daughter. For your consent, he said 'twas ready. I took a night, indeed, to think upon it, and now have brought you mine, and am come to bind the contract with half my fortune in present, the whole sometime hence, and, in the meanwhile, my hearty blessing. Huh? What say you to it, Don Bernard? Why, really, neighbour... I must own
4: I have heard something of this matter. Heard something of it? No doubt you have. Yes, now I recollect it well. Was
1: it so long ago then? Very long ago, neighbour. On Tuesday last. What, am I mocked in this business, Don Bernard? Uh, Not mocked, good Camilla, not mocked.
4: But in love matters, you know there are abundances of changes in half an hour. Time. Time, neighbour, plays tricks with
1: all of us. Time, sir? What tell you me of time? Come, I see how this goes. Can a little time take a man by the shoulder and shake off his honour? Let me tell you, neighbour... It must either be a strong wind or a very mellow honesty that drops so easily. Time, Quotha!
4: (laughs) Look, Camilla, will you please to put your indignation in your pocket for half a moment while I tell you the whole truth of the matter? My daughter, you must know, is such a tender soul. She cannot possibly see a duke's younger son without falling desperately in love with him. Now you know, neighbor, when greatness rides post after a man of my years, tis both prudence and good breeding to let oneself be overtaken by it. And who could help all this? I profess it was not my seeking, neighbor.
1: I profess a fox might earth in the hollowness of your heart, neighbor, and there's an end. If I were to give a bad conscience its true likeness, it should be drawn after a very near neighbour to a certain poor neighbour of yours. Neighbour with a pox. Nay, you are so
4: nimble with me, you will
1: hear nothing. Sir, if I must speak nothing, I will hear nothing. As for what you have to say, if it comes from your heart, tis a lie before you speak it. All to Leonora, and if I find her in the same story, why, I shall believe your wife was true to you and your daughter is your own. Fare you well.
4: Ay, but two words must go to that bargain. It happens that I am at present of opinion my daughter shall receive no more company today. At least, no such visits as yours.'
5: I have waited at the window, yet know not one that passes. Should I trust my letter to a stranger, whom I think to bear an honest face, in which sometimes we fancy we are wonders skillful, then I might be much deceived? This late example, based on Rike, bleeding in me now, for each good aspect takes away my trust, for his face seemed to promise truth and honour. Since nature's gifts in noblest forms deceive, be happy you that want him. Here comes one. I've seen him, though I know him not. He has an honest face too. That's no matter. Sir! To me? As you were of a virtuous matron born. There is no doubt you are. I do conjure you. Grant me one boon. Say, so you know me, sir?
0: I, Leonora, are worthy
5: I have not time to press the suit I have to you with many words. Nay, I should want the words, though I had pleasure. But for love of justice, and as you pity misery, but I wander wide from my subject. Know you, know you Julio, sir?
1: Yes, very well.
2: And love him too, as well.
5: Oh, there an angel spake! Then I conjure you, convey this paper to him, and believe me, you do heaven service in, and shall have cause not to repent your pains. I know not what your fortune is, gentle,
4: sir, that I am bold to offer this. Leonora?
5: I trust to you. Heaven put it in your heart to work me some relief. Doubt it not, lady.
4: You have moved me so that though a thousand dangers barred my way, I dare them all to serve you.
5: Thanks from a richer hand than mine were quite
4: you. Why, daughter? I come.
5: Oh, you're, you're but half my grief. One time to bring relief.
0: The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents episode two of Double Falsehood by William Shakespeare, featuring the voice talents of W. Keith Timms as Fabian, Cindy Woods as Lopez, M. L. Earhart as Enrique, Abigail Eliza as Violante, Kendra Murray as the Maid, Joshua Kibby as Harold, Sarah Palmero as Don Bernardo. Bridget Gusowitz is Leonora. Julia Eve as Camila. And Alex Graw as The Citizen. All on deluxe by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul. Directed by Adam Blanford and Jeff Robinson. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2022. Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.